Hello and welcome to Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei. I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients, and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. Hello and welcome back. Today we're taking up a very interesting topic that has to do with food addictions. And most people are quite aware of the addictions that are caused by food or that can be caused by eating food. But we're not going to address the biological level of that uh, phenomenon because there is plenty of information available online. Um, the notion of food addictions and the problems that it causes physically are quite well known. And so if you're still struggling on that level, um, continue please to get help with that. But here in this episode and generally in my podcast, we are dealing on a higher level, the highest level, the level of consciousness and the level of mind to actually change behavior, to improve ourselves and see reality as it ultimately is. Now, as I mentioned, food for many people is a social endeavor, if you will. That is, they eat as a result of being part of a community, a culture, a family. All of these types of holidays, festivities, and quite frankly, just plain old habit contribute to why people eat food and unfortunately, within that activity, there's not often any great deal of conscious choosing. It's just kind of habit and conditioning. And so, as I said, that leads to certain types of addictions, which certainly affect the biology. But the addictions that I want to address today are of a much higher order and, quite frankly, far more destructive because they impact the mind in such a way that it becomes nearly impossible to see life and see reality in a way that would cause you less suffering. So how is it then that eating food could actually cause some hidden addictions? And I use this word hidden or sneaky addictions because they're not of the type that are obvious, like those caused by uh, the emotional level or biological level, obesity, being overweight, hypertension, uh, all these types of things are, are all things that you're aware of. But have you ever considered that eating food, particularly for pleasure, causes an addiction to something else that has a mental impact on your decision making, not only about what you eat, but who you choose to be in a relationship with, where you choose to live, what kind of career to have or not, as the case may be. All of this by eating food for pleasure. So this first addiction that I want to explore with you has to do with permanence. If you're someone who eats for pleasure, and you believe that you can find pleasure in eating particular types of food, the type of food doesn't matter. Even if you're eating 
what is called healthy food for pleasurable reasons exclusively or primarily, this applies to you as well. So you should listen. When you eat food for pleasure, on the most subtle level, most subtle level, you are seeking some type of permanence. You're seeking some type of uh, continuity that you believe food can provide. And in fact, when you eat food, you say to yourself, hey, I feel great while I'm eating this. Now, how you feel afterwards is an entirely different matter, physically or otherwise. But what we're dealing with is specifically how this impacts your mind. That is, I believe I engage in a particular activity, in this case eating, for the purpose of pleasure. I experience some sense of what I've been calling pleasure. But when I'm not engaged with this, then I feel that pleasure goes away, is not existent, or I have to find it in another form. But in any case, the repetition, the habit of going to food as a source of pleasure, very subtly increases the belief in a type of permanence that actually does not exist. Please listen to what I'm saying to you. Engaging in eating food for pleasure creates a clinging, a grasping to something called permanence. And on another level, a, a grasping and clinging to something called pleasure. Yet, in the act of eating for pleasure, we see how short-lived that actually is. That is, as I'm eating the food, I say, oh, this is delicious, I feel so good. And then afterwards, depending upon whether I'm eating food that is not healthy for the biology or eating food that is healthy for the biology, I'm also going to have a physiological response to that. On the case of, in the case of food that is not healthy, then, you know, there are any number of things, bad digestion, gas, diarrhea, all kind of ailments that could be um, temporary or they can be extended. And in the case of healthy food, I might feel like, hey, I have more vibrancy. I feel um, more energetic. I feel lighter. But even that passes. So either way, eating food for pleasure, even if the food is quote-unquote healthy or unhealthy, the belief that you're creating by that habit in your mind is that this can create some type of continuity of an experience that is beyond actually food and pleasure as phenomena. Do you understand me? That eating food for pleasure or eating food for the purpose of creating an experience that you desire is in fact an addiction itself of a higher order. creating a false sense that a state that can be as temporary, think about this, temporary as your digestion system processes the food. You drink this wine, you eat this food, etc. Oh, this is so wonderful. And what happens? 
sooner or later is expelled from the body, down the toilet, literally. Yet what remains? Because there must be something that remains after eating, just as when I eat a banana, the banana becomes the biology. Well, when I eat for pleasure, the same is true. There is a residual effect. And this time, on the level of consciousness, it has to do with this addiction to a belief that eating for pleasure, in fact, can give me something that is really always fleeting. And in the act of eating for pleasure, I can see this. But you must have eyes to see this, not the physical eyes. You must have the spiritual eye to see this. And if you don't, then you keep going back to this experience in the way that others may go to other experiences seeking pleasure. It's no different than someone who goes to use uh, a hardcore drug. We know that in this country, in America, fentanyl is a huge epidemic. People use all kinds of different substances seeking pleasure. But nonetheless, we see that it's an addiction. But you probably have never thought about food in this way. Again, beyond the addiction on the biological level, but what it's doing to your mind, how it's forming what you believe reality actually is or could be. There's a great distinction, and so therefore there's a different medicine than the addiction on the biological level to solve these. Right? There are plenty of programs that one can go through. I mean, honestly, on the emotional and physical level, there are so many programs available to assist people to help them with food addiction on the most, I would say, uh, mundane level. And it doesn't mean that the biological level of struggle with addiction to food is easy. You can ask anyone who is, has food addictions. I've counseled people who have food addictions. But here's something that I want to add to this, this definition of food addiction. I was someone who was addicted to food. And my guess is, is that most people listening right now have an addiction to food. Now, you might say, well, I don't. In fact, I eat quite well. I eat healthy food, this, that, and the other. And if that's your response, then you're missing what I'm saying to you. If that is your response, you're missing the point here. We're talking about a different type of addiction. You may have perfect, quote-unquote, physical health. But how is your mental health? And how would you gauge that? Well, I'm presenting to you that one measurement of that is do you still grasp and cling to this notion of permanence based upon eating food trying to create a sense of pleasure and going back to that pleasure even though it may be temporary because as we know with any addiction and it's no less true with food addictions, even in the higher order of what I'm speaking of today, that at some point there's a tipping point where, in fact, it's not even pleasurable anymore. It's just habit. 
And this is why I'm speaking from the level of consciousness and mind about this, because here's that second level of addiction. The first is the distortion that is caused about some notion of permanence, even though in the act of trying to create a continuity of pleasure, I see that in fact, that I'm going to release this from the body literally, and then I'm going to have to do it again to get that perceived satisfaction or pleasure. So impermanence is actually built in to the act of eating, the lesson, the truth of impermanence. Now, secondly, the second level of the addiction has to do, as I said, with how we perceive reality. How we perceive reality. Now, I know it is quite difficult for many people to make the connections between the act of eating and the spiritual knowledge that we're sharing. But that is precisely why I chose this as the platform, that is, eating food, food choices, as the teacher. Because deeper and deeper that I go into the phenomenon of eating food and food choices, the more I see that in the very act themselves of eating and choosing, there are so many deep, deep lessons. And so that is just my goal to share these with you. And on this level of addictions, we must understand that when we eat, and specifically when we eat for pleasure, there's something lurking. Various types of mental addictions that are created that are far more problematic than the biological level of addictions that most people are aware of. Now, having said this, am I someone who eats food ever for pleasure? 100% yes. Is that contradictory? Absolutely not. Because I already understand the phenomena of pleasure for what it is. I know that there is no way, no amount of donuts and pancakes and pizza and french fries and chips, all of which I really like. <laughs> There's no amount of that that I could eat that will ever create in my mind a sense of false belief in some continuity of pleasure, let alone permanence. In fact, every time I eat food, whether I'm eating for pleasure, energy, or some other purpose, what is paramount in that experience for me is the impermanence of it all. I have some substance, a drink, or something solid. Let's say I have an apple in my hand. And then I clean this apple off, and then I chew up this apple, and the apple is quote-unquote gone. At least it's form in which I first encountered it. Now it has become a part of this biology, this body, this thing that you call yourself. And some of it remains and some of it goes. And that's it. It's over. I have a few moments of enjoying the taste in my mouth, the sweetness of the apple. But in order to have that experience again, I have to eat another apple. And who's to say that in fact that experience of eating another apple will be like the previous one. 
And that's a whole nother level. The assumption that the engaging in the same activity here, we're talking about eating food, is likely to produce the same level or type of pleasure that I experienced previously cannot be guaranteed. So the whole act of eating is riddled with the truth of impermanence. It is an antidote to any notion of permanence. And so if it's an antidote, in the case of mental addictions, it can help us dislodge, unlodge some of these uh, deeper underpinning beliefs that we have about reality. Just from eating food, we can pick this up. Please reflect on this. If you're eating right now or the next time you put a single morsel of food in your mouth or you drink something, think about the impermanence of all of it. And if you really see it for what it is, then your habit of eating anything for pleasure will significantly diminish. Or alternatively, you understand all eating, whether for pleasure or for some other reason, is proof of impermanence from beginning to end, from the selection of the food to the preparation if you are actually cooking, to the consumption and absorption of the food by the body, to whatever is expelled by the body. All of it impermanent. A proof that all things change. And so it is with pleasure. And so however you are pursuing pleasure, and this is how we apply this knowledge from eating to the rest of our life, whatever it is that you're pursuing for pleasure, your work, a person, a relationship, food, know for sure that you're creating a deep mental addiction that is likely influencing every other aspect of your life. Forget about whether you're successful at these things or not. That's not the point. The point is building a stable mind. The point is becoming fearless. The point is improving your mental health. And so we take something that we do every day if you're fortunate enough to have food to eat at all and learning from that experience something deeper than what we're presently engaged in the act of eating. If you'd like some assistance with this, please go to plantpowerbuddhist.com. Go to the contact page, send me a message, and we can begin helping you use the act of eating as a way to raise your consciousness. I love it. It's beautiful. And if you're somewhere where you're listening to this podcast and you found anything of value in this episode or any other episode, please do leave a nice comment or review. It will be very much appreciated. And lastly, if you'd like to assist my efforts monetarily, there's a link here in the description. You could either click on it if it's clickable or cut and paste it into your browser and begin supporting my efforts for as little as $1 a month, and I would deeply appreciate it. Until next time, wishing you peace and blessings. And that concludes this episode of Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me today. 
I also want to quickly mention several ways in which you can support my work. One, wherever you're listening to this podcast or this episode right now, if there's the ability to leave a review or a five-star rating, I would definitely appreciate that. Secondly, if you'd like to learn more about my background, my books, the services that I offer, where my social media sites are, or you'd like to invite me to speak publicly, please visit plantpoweredbuddhist.com. You can do all of that there. Third, if you have a family member, a friend, or a colleague who you think would benefit from my content, please share this episode or my podcast with that person or those people. Lastly, in this episode that you just listened to, there is a clickable link. And if it's not clickable, you can cut and paste it into your browser. That will take you to a page where you can begin to support my work monetarily on a monthly basis for as little as $1 a month. If you could find it in your heart to do any of those things, I would deeply appreciate it. Until next time, peace and blessings.